my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Will Lucas here, Black Tech Green Money. So pleasing to be with you here in this new season. Black Tech Green Money. Uh, it's going to be a special one because I get to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart on this episode. And this episode is really about asking permission. And do you need to ask permission and doing things without permission? So, but before we get into that, um, we're going to talk about Afrotech news. Shout out to uh, all the black inventors. Lanny Smoot becomes the second person from Disney since Walt Disney himself to get inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame. He joined the 2024 class of recognized inventors, uh, Smoot, who was making history as the first Disney Imagineer to receive the honor. He's also the second person at Walt Disney Company since Walt Disney to earn the recognition. His 45 year career 
Uh, he's been a theatrical technology creator, inventor, electrical engineer, scientist, and researcher. Um, he's amassed a collection of over 100 patents, 74 of them created during his 25 year stint at Walt Disney Company. And his star shined long before he, he joined Disney. Graduated with a bachelor's and master's degrees in electrical engineering from Columbia University. Developed multiple innovations such as video on demand technology, uh, video conferencing technologies, and specialized in television for remote locations. Just to name a few. He's been integral in creating some of the most technically advanced special effects at Disney theme parks and experiences. And if you've been, some of these examples um, of his special effect technologies include the um, the the seance room at Disneyland's Haunted Mansion. He worked on the Madame Leota's float there. That the, her, I not, I've not been there. Well, I've, I've been there, but I've not seen this particular thing. But Madame Leota's floating um, in the seance room at Disney's Disneyland's Haunted Mansion. He worked on that Disney uh, Live Entertainment's extendable lightsaber. He worked on that. Uh, the Magic Play Floor interactive game experience on Disney's Cruise Line. He worked on that. And the Fortress Explorations Adventure at Tokyo Disney Sea. He worked on that. Um, and he said in a statement, as a lifelong uh, as a lifelong inventor, let me start that over. As a lifelong inventor, I am excited, delighted, and humbled to be inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame. Uh, this is this is, he told this to Disney Parks. Uh, he said to be included alongside my childhood hero Thomas Edison and my lifelong role model Jim West, the electret microphone inventor, who's also a black man, is exciting and humbling. And as someone who's had the privilege of working at the Walt Disney Company, it's especially meaningful to know that Walt Disney himself is also an inductee. So um, big shout out to you, Mr. Smooth. Next up, Coltrane Curtis. Um, if you know him, you know he's an icon for marketers like myself. And he makes Afrotech news today. Team Epiphany, the company he founded, um, his Black Indigenous People of Color founded marketing agency, and they've worked with people like Issa Rae, companies like American Express and more. They have been acquired by Stagwell. Kudos to you, Coltrane. He said in a statement, we're excited to become part of Stagwell and its Constellation Network, a company that shares our values and looks to further Team Epiphany's long-standing commitment to aspirational marketing, embracing culture and impacting communities of influence through our work. As previously reported by Afrotech, Curtis runs the business alongside his wife and fellow managing partner, Lisa Chu. The team works to not only put culture at the forefront of the agency, uh, but also create community impact through its efforts. Team Epiphany's clients include American Express, HBO Max, Heineken, more. For Amex, the company worked on uh, the company's campaigns for its Amex 100 for 100 program, which invested $2.5 million in black female entrepreneurs per their press release. And what's more, after creating launch campaigns for the Insecure Fest for Issa Rae's show Insecure, Team Epiphany went on to obtain a strategic partnership with Rae's Hooray Media in 2023. Justin Lewis, who's chair of Constellation, said in a statement, people tend to see 
Team Epiphany and want to compartmentalize its offerings into multicultural or experiential. But when I met the team, it became clear to me that their deep appreciation and mastery of culture is an essential ingredient for contemporary brands focused on forward-looking growth. I'm excited to welcome Coltrane, Lisa, and the entire team to the network. So much more Afrotech news, but I'll do one more for today. And that is um, seven diverse brands will be shelved at Target stores thanks to a woman-owned tech platform prioritizing diverse-led startups and suppliers. This, this push is in part due to diverse-powered brands, a business-to-business global digital catalog that helps buyers connect with diverse suppliers and brands, according to its website. Uh, efforts have led to victories for the new business owners. According to a news release, 13 suppliers took part in a pitch competition moderated by diverse power brands in uh, last year at Target headquarters in Minneapolis. And suppliers were able to pitch Target's wine team while founders interacted with the executives from several wine distribution companies. And among the companies who will be on the shelf soon is Boyd Crew Wines, which has been uh, talked about in Afrotech before. It is a story on Afrotech.com entitled The Boyds Are Behind the First Black Family-Owned Wine Company in Maryland. So check that story out on Afrotech.com. They created out of a deep desire to honor their family's legacy, Matthew and Jonelle Boyd created Boyd Crew Wines, which is a family-owned winery crafting locally made wines while also fostering community and connection. Jonelle said in a statement, as the old saying goes, representation matters. And although when considering entering the wine industry and starting our own winery, we noticed there was a lack of diversity. It was for, it was the innovation and history of what our ancestors were able to accomplish and what that stood for that gave us the faith and the courage to move forward and launch our own wine company. Their winery opened in 2023 and they said their ultimate goal is to own and operate a standalone vineyard with a community marketplace incubator for entrepreneurs and small businesses who are just starting their business. So salute to you and you guys go look for them on a target shelf soon. That's your Afro tech news. Green Money Will Lucas here. Um, another exciting episode. I'm excited about this one because I get to, by virtue of tell, telling my story, hopefully inspire you to take bigger steps in your journey without the things that hold you back today. And so I'm going to tell you two different stories today. One, I'm going to tell you the story of Afrotech, how I found my way at Afrotech. I've told pieces of this story on previous episodes, but today I'm going to tell it from like a slightly different perspective. And I'm going to tell you the story of my marketing company, Creatio, um, which I was actually, when I was looking at the Afrotech news that I was going to do today, it was so fitting to talk about what Coltrane Curtis did in the Afrotech news segment previous to getting into this section right here, because Coltrane is such an inspiration to people like myself. So I'm going to talk about two stories from my life and give you hopefully fodder to feed the spirit inside you of going without permission. Okay. So the first one, let's see, I'll do, 
I'll do Creatio first because that one came first in my life. So Creatio is a full service marketing production technology agency. We do everything from video production, website development, communication strategy, design, more. Um, and we're, we're situated in Northwest Ohio. And in my region, I have the only full service agency that's run by a black person that's run by a minority. So we lean into that particular niche and because we own it, there's no, there is no other person doing it in our region. And so I'm like, if I'm going to be the only person doing this and I'm the only minority that's doing this, then I have a particular value proposition, a competitive advantage that every other marketing company in the region does not have. So I'm going to lean into the things that make us special. But my company, I started because I got an idea and it's, it's, it's in sort of a way well, it's truly a way that if you're just paying attention to the way that your life works, you will pay attention. I, I've given you this quote before because it is my favorite quote is that Steve Jobs quote. And it says you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking backward. And what I get from that and it's necessary to set this foundation as I tell my story. Um, is when, when you're in certain times of your life, you may not always appreciate in the moment or understand why in the moment you're doing the thing that you're doing. Now, whether that is, why am I in this particular relationship? Why am I working at this particular job? Why am I working this particular function at this particular job? Why am I taking this class, et cetera, et cetera? You fill in the blank. And so I got my idea for what we do at Creatio, not intentionally on my part, but it was by virtue of the dots connecting for me. And so I was wanting to be in the music business growing up. I told you guys this part of my story before I wanted to be in the music business. I didn't necessarily want to be an artist because that wasn't my gift. I wanted to be a songwriter, a producer. I wanted to be the person behind the scenes, helping the person make amazing music. I will particularly write R&B songs. I could write rock songs, uh, things like this. I could produce R&B beats, hip hop beats, etc. And I thought I was pretty good at it. But the point in telling you that part is that I'm from Toledo, Ohio. And in Toledo, there's not a music industry scene necessarily, or at least the scene as we consider the music industry to be. There is no scene for the music business in Toledo if you want to be signed by a record label or there's no record labels on the corner, you know, and there's not a lot of studios, et cetera. And so me being a very ambitious teenager, I said, you know, well, look, well, I live in Toledo, Ohio, not moving yet. So what is how how close can I get to the music industry from where I'm at? And I said, you know, well. The radio is pretty close. And mind you, like this, this is years after having asked myself that question first, which is why I learned how to play the drums. Cause I was like, you know, I want to be in the music business one day. Let me start learning some instruments. And so I started playing the drums in church that I wanted to give you that. So later in my teenage years, I'm like, you know, the radio is the closest thing to the music business here. And so I went to a teen summit, which was, at least uh, I'm not sure if it was produced by or hosted by, but there was a program director from a local radio station 
on the panel at this teen summit. And this is before I graduated from high school. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss 
host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So this program director is on stage at this teen summit. I'm there with a friend of mine. And I'm like, okay, here's my chance because I want to be in the music business and he's in the radio. And I've already determined that the radio is the best way for me to find my way into the industry. And so at the end of the teen summit event, which was at a local library, I walked up to him and I'm like, hey, you know, my name is Will Lucas and I want to be in the music business. You know, to me, this, this me is 16, 17 year old kid. And I'm just like, I don't you know how to make that sound any, you know, more professional or whatever. It's just like, this is what I want. You know, tell me what to do. And so at the end of that conversation, he, he was like, you know, well, number one, there was like a bunch of other people in line waiting to talk to him. And so I'm just like one of 10 kids at the time waiting to talk to him and get some of his attention. And so he's like, you know, best thing I can tell you to do is find an internship somewhere. And as a matter of fact, just come out to the radio station and we'll talk some more. Because, again, there was other students, kids there waiting to talk to him. So he's like, just come out to the radio station. We'll talk some more and I can spend some more time with you. So that next day, because that's just the kind of person I was and am. Next day, I drove out to the radio station, which was like in this one of the suburbs of Toledo. It was out in the country. So I drove out there after going to school that day, drove out because he had the afternoon drive radio program. So he was on the air from three to eight. So I got out of school at like three and then drove out there to talk to him. So I um, like I get out there and he's like, you know, again, he, well, number one, he gave me this catalog, which is like this old musician's friend catalog, which are these catalogs of instruments, keyboards, you know, processors, beat machines, and et cetera. He gives me this catalog and he's like, you know, here. So I'm like, you know, thank you. <laughs> but I didn't have the money to buy none of that stuff anyway. So it was strange that he gave it to me. At least I thought it was strange. It was a fleeting thought. But so he gives me this catalog and it's like, you know, again, the best thing I can tell you to do is find an internship somewhere. Matter of fact, we need to intern here. And so my internship at the radio station started that day. And so three days, so every, so every day after um, going to school, I would get in the car and drive out to the radio station immediately after school. Three days into that internship, Cause I would, I don't even, it wasn't even like a structured internship. I would just hang out with him and learn what he was doing. 
And so I would go out there three days after doing that. Uh, he put me on the air with him, like on a whim during the five o'clock traffic jam. Cause again, he was on from three to eight. So at five o'clock, he puts me on the air with him three days in. And he's like, hey, you know, something to the effect of like, Hey, I'm out here, you know, well, Lucas is in the studio with me and we just jamming for 30 minutes, which was the five o'clock traffic jam. And so then I would come off the air. No, I, I stayed on the air with him until eight o'clock. I would finish the show. And so I was on every day after that, starting at five o'clock, because I guess the chemistry was just really good. And so he's like, well, he just kept putting me on. Six months after that, they gave me a Saturday night show on that station. I was doing six to 10 on Saturday nights. And I happened to be pretty good at it because I was beating all the big radio stations in town on Saturday nights. And then um, six months after that, he went to the morning show and they gave me his drive time radio show. But this story is not about me in the radio. I just got to set a bed for the story I actually want to talk about. And that is Creatio. And so, um, again, I did not get into radio to be in radio. I got into radio to be in the music business. But I told you this, my, my favorite quote from Steve Jobs about connecting the dots, right? So, you know, keep that in your head. So... I am walking through a clothing store in my hometown. This is after I had, I had been on the radio, maybe three years or so. So I'm walking through a clothing store and they're playing. It's like a hood clothing store. So they sell stuff very inexpensively. It's in the part of town, in the inner city, et cetera. So I'm walking through the clothing store. At this time, I had had, you know, two or three years of radio experience under my belt. And this rate, this, this clothing store is playing FM radio over their sound system as their in-store music. And so inevitably the commercials come on. And so you can hear it like on, on all the speakers in the store, you can hear the commercials just like you can hear the music. And so one of their competitors came on another clothing stores commercial came on over the air inside the store that I'm standing in. And I'm at the time, if I recall, I was like the only person shopping at that time. And it was a big store too. And so it's like 15,000 square feet. And so I'm the only person in the store at this particular moment. Um, and the, these commercials come on and one of their competitors come on and I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the speaker. I'm looking in up at the roof, the ceiling, looking at a speaker. Like I can't believe what I'm hearing. Cause it makes no sense. Why? Are they allowing a another clothing store to get airtime in their clothing store? It doesn't make sense to me. And so in that moment, I'm like, they need their own radio station that just talks about them. And so this light bulb goes off It like, hey, I can build that because I had just had three years so far of radio experience. I know how to make a radio program. And so one of my mentors at the time owned six McDonald's and I would DJ for him because he also like hosted Wednesday night skate. I think he still does in town. It's like forever ago, but he was at least back then. I think he still does was the host of skating in our town every Wednesday night. And so I DJ for him. And so I went to skate. I went to DJ for our skating that next Wednesday night. And I'm like, Glenn, I got this idea. Like I want to build these radio stations, these custom radio stations 
for brands. Like it, the same music that you will listen to on the radio, same music that's tailored for the, the audience that's going to be in your store. But when the radio DJ comes on in between the songs, they're talking about that business. So imagine, you know, me being like in it was called VIP clothing store. So imagine me it was called VIP sports. So imagine me being in VIP sports and, and, this, and in between the song, the DJ comes on like. Yo, welcome to VIP Sports. That was the latest song from this particular artist. Hey, make sure you check out in aisle two. We've got a sale on hoodies and all backpacks are 25% off. Here's the latest song from this other artist. You're listening to VIP Sports Radio. So that was the idea. And so what I wanted to do was build this thing. And at this time, it's just an idea. But when I told my mentor, Glenn, He's like, his eyes got big and he's like, do it. And that's all he said. And Glenn was not the kind of guy to just have that particular kind of response to something. But, and he wasn't going to like easily encourage you to go do something that he didn't think had any merit. And so him, you know, being looking at me the way he was looking at me, just like do it made, it gave me validation that it was something. And if I can make it something real, it could be something real. So I go and I, go to the studio back to the radio station and I put together like this demo of what it could sound like in a McDonald's restaurant. Cause again, he had six McDonald's that he owned. And so I'm like, like if I build this, like, would you let me test it in one of your restaurants? And so he gave me one, one restaurant I could test it in. And what's interesting about the, <laughs> this particular restaurant, he, um, allowed me to test this in and this is the actual point of this story so pay attention here so I go to this McDonald's restaurant number one I didn't know how to stream over the internet this is you know mid this is like not 2000 but it's, it was not quite 2010 so it's mid it's mid 2000s and um, so I didn't know how to stream at the time streaming was not like, like a huge thing back then and so I'm like, I'm going to just burn a CD of a radio program and I'm going to produce that and then put it in his store. So I, I produced this thing. The store doesn't have a CD player. So I find a um, and I needed it to loop. And so I didn't really know what I was doing. So I, I bought a mini computer. It was a mini PC and I just programmed it to just loop continuously this 120 minute, 90 minute, whatever it was, CD just on a loop. And so I'm all ready to go. I get to the store and the store does not have speakers in the, in the lobby area. And you have to sit the actual media console, the hardware, the DVD player or the CD player, or the, in my case, the computer in the back office. And so I've got to figure out, I've never run at, but this time I had never run any type of wires. I was like, I was a very like, um, interesting kid in the fact that I would play with electronics, but I really, I knew enough to figure it out, but I had never done it. I had never had any experience doing it, especially not in a commercial environment which has its own, uh, city code and et cetera and laws. And so I'm, I've got to figure out number one, what to buy speakers wise to get it appropriately designed for this restaurant, having never done this before. Got to figure out how to get speaker wire 
from the back of the restaurant to the front of the restaurant where the speakers are having never done it before and also the cd player or the pc in my condition um how to get that to work and so the challenge on top of this was there was no ceiling tile between the back office and the front of the restaurant there's it's drywall so i can't run the speaker wire above the ceiling to make it look appropriate and to be safe like i can't you can't just run speaker wire without a conduit like you're supposed to put it in something to protect it that i know now i didn't know this then i knew what i was about to do which i'm, I'm about to tell you wasn't like the way to do it but it, it was all i knew and so i had this speaker wire which was not even it was car speaker wire like it was not even commercial speaker wire it was not because commercial with speaker wire is i'm about to get way too technical for a second but commercial commercial speaker wire is wrapped in this gray cabling the the speaker wire i was using is is for guys and gals who would notice is this transparent and you can see the copper on the inside of it and that's that's what you use in cars so the speaker wire i'm using is the stuff that you use in cars i didn't know this at the time i just knew speaker wire was speaker wire to make it worse i again i didn't have a way to get it from the office in the back to the front the lobby and so i'm like okay well and i've got to go through a commercial kitchen to do this which you also have, have to be doubly safe because there's all kinds of fire issues back there fire protection and fire prevention issues back there but i didn't know any of this stuff at this time and so all I know is I got to get the, the music from the back of the store to the front of the store. And so I take a staple gun and I staple this speaker wire to the drywall through the kitchen from the back of the restaurant to the front of the restaurant. Clearly visible to anybody who walked through in the middle of the aisle where in between the grill and the fry station you look up and you can see naked speaker wire running through this McDonald's restaurant. I didn't know no other way. All I knew was I was trying to get music to play. And so put a bookmark there. That's story number one. Story number two is right here. So take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. 
And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I went to Afrotech, my first Afrotech in 2017. And 
uh, again, if you're a listener of this podcast, you've heard this part of the story. So I went to Afrotech in 2017. I started my first podcast in 2016 and it's called of 10 podcast. It's still on iTunes. If you go look for it, you will hear my the Will Lucas of eight years ago. You will hear those podcast episodes and I'm talking to black technologists and at the end of the first season of of 10 podcast i had heard about this thing called afrotech and i was like how did i not know that this thing happened because everybody i had interviewed on my podcast of 10 podcast the first season was on stage at the first afrotech and i'm like how did i miss this thing and so i'm like i'm never going to miss another afrotech and so as 2017 approaches i position myself to go and i also knew at the time, like there was no real home for black technologists. There was like no homecoming for us. And so I knew I was going to have a remarkable time because we were not on the cover of TechCrunch back then. Like we were not getting placed in YC, Y Combinator back then. And so black people were very way more underrepresented in technology back when Afrotech started. And so I'm like, I know I'm going to have a remarkable time. So... And I got this radio background, all the things I'm going to go. And I got this podcast. I'm going to go and I'm going to vlog every day of this conference. And since I got this podcast, I'm also going to pass out flyers like club flyers. But instead of being club flyers, they're podcast advertisements. They're like podcast flyers to let people know I got a podcast. And here are the people that are on it because it's the same people that's on stage at this conference. And so I'm walking around with like, like you've seen like a selfie stick. Like this is, I I didn't even have a selfie stick. I'm just walking around with a camera looking at myself, you know, selfie talking to the camera all day long at Afrotech 2017. And so I'm like, I need to get this content out quickly because my whole intent was to give people FOMO because I knew I was going to have a good time. And I'm like, if I'm going to have a good time, I want the world to know that they missed out on this Afrotech. So, so I w- would record all day. And if I recall, Afrotech 2017 was like three days long. It was like all day Thursday, all day Friday, all day, maybe partial of the day Saturday. So I get there um, probably Wednesday night and I vlog my experience going to the airport, being at Afrotech all day Thursday. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna edit this video in my hotel room tonight and so thursday i edit the video that night and i publish it to youtube that night and so friday a few people walk up to me like yo i saw your video from yesterday that was pretty sweet so i do the same thing friday but my intent remember is just to give people fomo that's all my intent is and so all day friday i record walk around with a camera and edit the video that night in my, hotel, in my hotel room and I publish it to YouTube that night. So Saturday I walk around and way more people are like, yo, I saw your video from yesterday and the one before the day before that. Like, that's dope. Like, how are you doing this that fast? And so un- unintentionally, I was building a name for myself because again, I, I was trying to get people FOMO, but I was becoming the Will Lucas who does this podcast today. And I did, but that was not the intent. I knew I wanted to contribute something to the conversation and contribute something to the culture. 
And so in my innocence of doing that, I was doing the work. So today, these blessings are apparent. So I'm the brand manager at Afrotech today. I, so let me actually, it makes sense to tell you just one minute on that. And so I took my wife with me in 2018. I'm like, you've got to see this conference. This is the most remarkable thing. You got to see all these black people in San Francisco. So I took my wife to 2018. I did not vlog that year, but at the end of that conference of 2018, um, she's like, that was remarkable. I'm like, wasn't it remarkable? That was remarkable. You should not come back unless you're on stage. And I'm like, how am I going to get on this? stage? Did you see the people on that stage? How am I going to get on that stage? But I'm like, challenge accepted. I don't know how I'm going to do it because the people on that stage are doing it. I don't know how I'm going to get on that stage. But if you say I should be on that stage, I'm going to figure out how to be on that stage. And so I found a photo of somebody else. I think it was Anwar Bay. I found some, I found a photo of Anwar on the Afrotech stage and I put it on my vision board. And so every day from December to like March, April, um, because there's a reason that it stopped in March, April, I was, I would wake up and I would see this picture that I, one day I'm going to get on this Afrotech stage. And I'm in this next time they open up a call for speakers, I'm going to apply. And so they open up a call for speakers in like February, March. And so around that time, I told you guys this story before I get an email and it says, Hey, my name is, and I work for, and we're going in a new direction for Afrotech and Morgan Dubon, who's the CEO of Blavity says, we should talk to you about running it. And I'm like, I cannot believe what I'm reading right now. This is an email. I'm sitting at a red light in, in Toledo. And I'm like, I'm being asked to have a conversation about running Afrotech as the brand manager. And so I'm like, I went from just trying to get, figure out a way to get five minutes on stage to being a part of the conversation about running Afrotech. Now, to culminate these two stories, the reason I told these two stories is because you, my friend, are waiting for somebody to tell you when it's time to go, when it's time to do the thing. And that's a mistake. We're waiting for you to get tired enough of being tired in the role that you're in or in the role or not in the role that you want to be in. We're waiting for you to get tired of that. Tired enough that you do something about it because there is nobody coming to save you. There is nobody coming to tap you on the shoulder and say, it's go time. So because there's nobody coming to do that, I'm going to say it. It's go time. So whether or not you decide to go is completely up to you. But I'm telling you, the only way to go is to take the limits off yourself. Dream again and do something. When I was doing Creadio, stapling speaker car speaker wire to a commercial kitchen it's roof ceiling that was not legal number one i'm not telling you to do something that's illegal but what i'm saying is in my innocence i'm like let's go lfg like we just going because i'm gonna figure this thing out 
All I know to do is what I know to do, and I'm going to do what I know to do until I know to do better. But what I know to do, I'm going to do it. That's the only difference between people who make it and people who don't. Go, regardless. When I was going to Afrotech 2017, and, I, and the thing about like doing this, like going without permission, sometimes people go and it's innocent. Like they don't even know that they're being um, ambitious. They just go. But it's still ambitious. So when I went to 2017, my whole point was to contribute to the conversation. I wasn't going to be the brand manager at Afrotech. I didn't even know what the experience was going to be like. I'd never been to Afrotech. I wasn't going to, you know, develop a name for myself. That happened because I was doing the work. Period. And it was honest and it was authentic. But I went and I didn't ask permission for somebody to let me record. I didn't even know if you could bring a camera, you know, and start set up shop. You know, I'm, I'm just out here recording y'all footage. I'm recording, taking clips. I'm publishing it to my YouTube. I don't even know if that's allowed, but and I didn't ask. I'm just doing it. I'm showing up. I'm recording. I'm publishing YouTube. Come see me. It's still on. These videos are still on YouTube. If you Google or if you go to YouTube and you search Will Lucas Afrotech, you will see these videos. And they were done with innocence, stapling speaker wire to the ceiling of a McDonald's kitchen was done from innocence, but also ambition. And also like, look, nobody's going to give me a playbook on how to be successful. I've got to figure it out for myself and write the playbook for my story. Nobody was going to give me a playbook and say, here's what you do. You go to Afrotech, you find a big conference, go to Afrotech's the one, you take a video camera, and you go record every day and also you make you're not just recording every day you also go into your hotel room every night and you're going to edit the video that night publish it that night and then walk around the next day and meanwhile you're also taking flyers of everybody you interviewed on your podcast and you're going to go kinko's fedex office and print them and then you're going to print them you're going to print 500 copies and then you're going to go to afrotech you're going video camera you're going to edit that night you're going to publish it to youtube that night also walk around with 500 flyers talking about your podcast and then also that also 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 there was no playbook i was just doing stuff in furtherance in hopeful furtherance of the mission, which was to contribute to the conversation. With Creatio, the mission was to figure out how to make a business. Because I didn't know how. There was no playbook for my story. You can get clues and tidbits and advice and et cetera from other people and books and podcasts and et cetera. And I think you should, but you also just have to learn by movement get active get about it like you gotta just go and you gotta figure it out along the way you what too many of us wait for is the permission number one and to have certainty that the destination we plug into navigation is the place we're going to arrive at i'm telling you the destination is the goal but the the place where you will actually land up will be better than you could have imagined because you don't even know what opportunities are available to you. We have a limited view of what our opportunities are, but when you get about it and when you get active 
a world opens up to you. Things that you had not even imagined you wanted to do as you learn and as you grow, as you see more things, as you get more experiences, as you meet more people, your desires will change. They will get bigger. The scope of things that become at your grasp get enhanced. But none of this happens if you sit in there in your car on your way to a job that you hate with people you don't even want to be you, you, that don't actually pour into your life. If you're sitting there waiting for something to happen, something will happen because, you know, I firmly believe some people jump and some people are pushed. Firmly believe that something will happen. What I'm saying is what you want to happen, you can actually get about it. There is no playbook. There is no prescribed way you're going to find your success. The only objective is to get active in doing the work that you know to do. Don't stay focused on the big goal, the big dream. Yeah, write it down, have a picture of it, keep it, you know, in your mind when you wake up in the morning, have a visual of it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the only thing you need to focus on is what to do next. Not what to do 10 steps from now, not what to do 100 steps from now, not what you're going to do when you got this big company, when you're living this big influencer's dream, when you're CEO of this big foundation, et cetera, et cetera. The only thing that matters is the very next step. And that next step could be as simple as sending an email to somebody who could be key, key contact for your thing. That next step could be going to your state's website to find out if they have dollars or training programs to support retraining for people who have worked in certain jobs and now need to figure out how to do coding and software development and AI and et cetera. Many states have programs for this. Many universities, maybe your next step is going to your local university, community colleges website to figure out if they have training programs, certificate programs to help you figure out how to do AI or do software development, or build a website, or do video production, intro to video production. Maybe that's your next step, is just going to the website and seeing if you can apply for a class. Not figuring out how you're gonna pay for it. The next step is just figuring out what's available to you. And then once you know what's available to you, then the next step changes. It's actually writing an application and submitting it to the school. Maybe it's applying for financial aid, whatever it may be. The next step is the only thing you should be thinking about is the point. What is the next step? Too many of us are waiting for somebody to tell us the steps. When I'm saying just get active, just get around the conversation, just get around people who are doing things and the next step will become apparent. Start listening to the right things. Get around the right people. Consume things that help you. Stay focused on your dream. It's possible. I don't care what you're dreaming about. The thing that you've been delaying. The thing that you've been discouraged about. Get active. Stop waiting for permission. The answers are found when you get in motion. If you got something out of this episode, share it with somebody. I'd appreciate it.
girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.